first off, I've been asked about how my visitation started and uh, what's the message that I'm getting from the angels. So it's going on 20 years now since the first time I had a, an angel visit or manifestation. Now, the one thing I remember most is that at the time I was kind of on my own personal spiritual quest. And in this quest, I was doing a lot of reading. And then one night I'd finished reading a book, put it on my nightstand, turned off the light, and was ready to go to sleep. And you know that place that you get to just before you're asleep, but you're not quite asleep yet, but you're not really awake. It's kind of a woo-woo, new-new, na-na land, uh, a nether world. And I heard very plainly, Joe. And it was like, did I really hear something? Or is it just in my head and my wife's asleep? And then I thought to myself, no, I didn't hear anything. So I'm just going to uh, lay back down, go to sleep. So I grabbed the covers, pulled them up over me, put my head on the pillow, and then again heard Joe. And it was like, okay, this is very clear to me. I'm not asleep, and I heard my name. And then earlier uh, in my life, uh, I was at a lecture, and the person talking said, you know, when God wants to get in touch with somebody, God gets their attention. And in sometimes, it's, uh, it's an epiphany. It's a grand idea. And he said, and do you know, sometimes they even hear their names called. So after the lecture, I went and talked to him, told him, you know, I've heard my name called a lot. And he said, well, you know what to do, don't you? And I said, no. Uh, what? And he said, do you remember the story of Samuel in the Bible? And I said, nah, I'll refresh my memory. So he told me about the story of Samuel and Eli. And Eli was a master, and Samuel was in his tutelage. And what happened was, uh, three times, Samuel heard his name called, and he went into Eli's room. And each time, Eli told him, I didn't call, you go back to bed. So on the fourth time when he heard his name called, he went in and said, Yes, Master, you've called. And Eli said, I didn't call you. Well, Samuel tells him, Yes, I know you did. I heard it. And then Eli, Oh, I know what's going on. God's trying to talk to you. So what you say is, Here I am. Speak, O Lord, for your servant hears. So I said, Yeah, right. Like God's got something to say to me. And then uh, I sat up in bed and said, okay, I'll go for it. And I had to come to terms with, uh, I had to come from a place of complete abandon. 
whatever happened, happened. Whatever I was told, I was told. And if God really wants to talk to me some way, then that's okay. I'll go for it. So I sat up in bed and I said, Speak, O Lord, for your servant hears. And I waited. And I waited, and then nothing was happening. And I thought, I'm so embarrassed for myself. Thank God my wife's asleep, and the dogs don't talk. So I started to lay back down and go to sleep, and I noticed down towards the foot of my bed, in the doorway, there was like a piece of glitter, a little tiny light being reflected from something. The next thing that happened was poof. The light fills the room, and I noticed that there was a presence way off in the distance. It was only tiny. And then not like it traversed any distance, but like it was there and then it was in my room. And at first I thought it was a woman because it was the most beautiful being I had ever seen. But when it spoke, it spoke in a masculine voice. And it said, put down your books for they hold no truths for you. As the sands of the desert have been moved to suit the winds of time, so has the light been darkened by man's ink upon the pages. Then he gave me something to do and told me after I do this, we'd speak again. Well, about six months later, I got around to doing it because I wasn't really sure whether I wanted to get involved in it. After I did it, the presence returned and we had numerous conversations. And he told me, write this down. It's important. So I thought, yeah, okay, I'll write it down. And then after a few more visits, it became that this was going to be a book. And I said, wait a minute, you don't understand. I don't write books. So anyway, after that book was finished, then we moved on, and it's like every time I finished some task, I was given something else to do. But it wasn't a matter of, okay, here's what I want you to do. Here's how you do it. Here's the instructions for getting it done. It was more a matter of you figure it out. So that's what I had to do. Then over a period of years, the angels would come, They'd give me information, and they'd tell me what to teach. And I started doing that. Uh, everything from uh, frequencies and how to heal with frequencies. They taught me how to use different oils and the frequencies that were in the oils and uh, to assist people in healing different things that were going on with them. So the years progressed. I continued to do these things. And then we started doing uh, events or conferences. And then every year in June, I do a conference. And each year there's a different theme. We're about causing different things. And they're always talking about frequencies, vibrations, and harmonics. And like I come to realize or say, through the angels, I found 
that if there were only one true statement in the universe, it would be all things move. And when they move, they create a vibration. And that vibration is a frequency. So if you look at us all like a grand orchestra, you know, when our bodies are in harmony, we have health. When they're in disharmony, we have disease. And over the years, I've received information about how to correct different frequencies. Now then, that's cool kind of on a personal level. But if you stop and think, we're frequencies, the earth is a frequency, ideas are a frequency, you know, you can look at brain waves. When you meditate, there's an alpha brain wave, which is a frequency. There's a theta, a delta. And most of the time, we run around in beta. Well, all of these frequencies are connected to the frequencies of other people. And when there's peace, love, uh, psychedelic... <laughs> When there's all of this and there's a group, there's a group dynamic that is holding these frequencies and it has an effect on people, okay? When there's anger, hatred, war, those are frequencies too. And what they've been working with and what we've been working on over the years is creating a space where the frequency for peace and love is so powerful that it creates an environment where hunger, famine, disease, war can't exist. So we as a group of people come together every year and have a conference. But the angelic realm is, is really something uh, that I had no idea what I was getting involved in when it all started. Uh, there's a group of angels that have come uh, to visit, to give me information, to teach others. And there's... Uh, there's one angel in particular who's Michael and it was quite a few years before I got a confirmation that it was Michael the Archangel and not just some angel and when I pinned him down on it and said you're him you're the one they call Michael the Archangel and Michael said I have served our God as that before and then later on, I said the same thing to Gabriel. I said, you're the one they call Gabriel, the archangel. And Gabriel said, I have served our God as this before. And what I've gotten to learn or to find out is this archangel stuff, that's all man's stuff. That's all the stuff that we put on them to create a hierarchy. Angels are angels are angels, period. And 
you know, we have archangels, we have choir angels, uh, seraphims and cherubims. And right now the cherubims are little tiny chubby angels with little wings that flutter around. That's not what a cherubim was spoken of in the Old Testament. They were very large angels, and those were the angels that were sent to guard uh, Eden after uh, mankind was thrown out, or Adam and Eve was. But uh, it's 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 so fantastic to be able to converse with them in a way to where they begin to set things right. And uh, I talked with Michael one time about his sword, and it's a bright light, like lightning. And I said, that's the sword that you use to guard Eden with so that no one gets back in. And Michael said, no, it's not a sword to guard it's a beacon to guide God's children home. And it was like, whoa, that's a whole new take on this. And uh, the angels are working with us in order to, I guess you could say, cure the ills of the planet and the consciousness of mankind so that everything can be in harmony again.